everybody. Attention, everyone. This is going to be a great show. And it's the choice of a new generation. Welcome in to Run With Run It. Run With It. Your home for all things sports. Headlines, stories, and scoops. Get in now. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. And now, here's your hosts of Run With It, General Patton Cook and Ray Dusky. This is Run With It on Nashville Sports Radio. Ray Dotson, Cook. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is, well, Ray, we don't have many more of these football shows just left. Uh, of course, That's Conference right. Championship Week is upon us. We will discuss that. College basketball, a whole lot more. First, Ray, before we get into any of the serious stuff, a lot of yes, serious sir. talk today, a lot of serious football talk on this show, and basketball, Jeff, for you listening. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Besides the fact it's a little gloomy, it's a good day. A little gloomy, I- indeed. Uh, the, the rain is upon us. Yeah. Not too cold, so we're, we're going to take some positives out of it. Uh, I understand you've had a, uh, a nice busy week traveling the uh, entire uh, county of Dixon, Tennessee this week. Yes, uh, so I do play-by-play play for Dixon County. I've been doing it since, I want to say, November. My, and kudos to you because you kind of hooked me up with that Absolutely. connect there, but I've never done play-by-play play before, and uh, I've, I've, I've apparently I've built a few fans, and I'm like, oh, that's very humbling, you know, and so it's been fun. I'm starting to find my rhythm in the whole play-by-play. Yep. So it's it's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, we were at Fairview, McEwen earlier in the week, and then Friday night we were at Dixon County. And so um, covering the boys and girls basketball, both programs starting to look like about, the, you know, that trajectory up now. As yeah, yeah. to go towards districts in the 4A. So it's been a lot of fun. Once you dip your toe in that play-by-play water, it's addicting. I, I that's will what say I heard. It, it, I think you. I think you're one of the few people who told me that. I I don't know what it is, and I, I like doing radio is great. But yeah. There's just something about being in in the stands with yeah. the fans. Yeah. You're amongst it, and right. we're, we're we're both guys. We love the game of basketball anyway. Right. We love football. I mean, we love all of it. But right. it's not as good as playing it. Kind of your playing days, but you still get that energy. I mean, there is energy here in the studio. My fiance is here with us, but she's not hooping and hollering like uh, like the fans were so I, I i wanted to get your uh I wanted you to tell the people on your story because i've i've heard great things as well so uh, yeah, it's it's it like i was m- extremely nervous my first night i was over prepped just to make sure that i had enough material right. to talk and uh it's i've come uh, something i've come a long way so uh, when i did my i think it was like Early in the week, I think I did two of them by myself for about go. a good portion of the game. So I was doing the color commentary and the play-by-play at the same time. So that was something new, and, you know, it was with another radio station out in Dixon. Yeah. And they said that, um, are you ready for it? I'm like, I'm as ready as I ever will be. I mean, I might as well just throw myself out there and see what happens. And then That's you know, all you can do. So they've been accommodating and uh, been patient with me, and they've liked what they've heard so far. And so it's been fun. Well, good stuff. Let's go ahead and talk NFL. Well, we of course, we got the games today. We got, uh, of course, 49ers-Eagles and then Chiefs and Bengals. But I want to go back to kind of last week and really some storylines that came out of that one, and I think you'll know uh, of a couple of them right off the bat. Let's just start uh, with the uh, with America's team, Ray Dosky. Dak Prescott <laughs> and the disaster that was for the Dallas Cowboys really never had a chance in that game, even though the game was so close against the 49ers. You just kind of had that feeling they weren't going to be able to make the play 
to go on and win that football game. Dak Prescott has the interceptions, just mm-hmm. overall doesn't have the mm-hmm. the good feel heading into the offseason. And, of course, the famous uh, article tweeted by the official Cowboys team account basically outing Dak Prescott for losing that game for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you where the Cowboys can go from here because they're pretty much stuck with Dak Prescott. They've It has already been determined their defensive coordinator will be coming back Looks like big off, plus, by the way. Uh, big plus. Looks like Kellen Moore might be coming back if he doesn't get hired elsewhere. But there was also Mike McCarthy made a little bit, a little bit of a comment to kind of cloud that water. Just your overall take on the Cowboys and where they go from here in next year's future. You're going to have Dak Prescott with you. Is that going to be kind of the key factor in not being able to go over that big hump? When you look about when he came back a few years ago from that, you know, that leg injury. He had a lot of high hopes. Last year, I think, not this past season, but the season prior to that, I mean, he was pretty much an MVP candidate. I mean, he was playing lights-out football. He's, you fade this up now to where he is now. I think the biggest loss that that the Cowboys suffered in that game was Tony Pollard going early in that game because Tony Pollard makes that offensive move. You know, I, I don't think – what was it? Zeke had, like, what, 20-something yards yeah. rushing? I mean, he wasn't as effective. I mean, the, I think the only player that really stood out was C.D. Lamb in that entire – game but we're talking about you went against the 49ers one of the if not the top defense not only in the playoffs but through the entire season right. and then you see what they're able to dock to do maybe it's it's kind of like that whole lamar jackson thing right like when when they let go of their offensive corner because they thought like that was the most they can get out of lamar yeah, jackson yeah no that's a defensive coordinator oh yes uh so then you then you see what the cowboys able to do it just dak was just just Sometimes the the wild the wild card game he was phenomenal. I mean he had like a five touchdown performance and then took over the game. Took over the game, even though he started zero for three, out the outset. And then you look to see what this team was able to do. Now it's just that now you hear reports. Oh, and you know we heard Skip Bayless say, "Oh, trade Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers." Well, what has Aaron Rodgers done? I mean he's pretty much done the same thing that Dak has done. Yep. So why would you trade for an Aaron Rodgers for? I don't know. The one thing they're asking for two two first round picks, and you got a sixty million dollar you know contract um, that he's gonna he's gonna renegotiate. Will Aaron Rodgers make the Packers better? I mean the Cowboys better? Maybe, but I think that they they need a lot. They need a one or two more offensive weapons. Uh, I just he got worse on the offensive end. Yeah, he it traded did. away Amari Cooper, and and they felt it this season. Yeah, and even though they won, won twelve games this season yeah. and what have you, they still felt it. But you you played in the NFC East, you pretty much had an easy schedule this entire season. And, you know, I just don't know where they go from here. I just, with Dak Prescott, I know that, you know, he puts a lot of blame for himself. And then <laughs> Cowboy fans were, like, tweeting, like, oh, he was at the bar drinking. Like, <laughs> what do you Cowboy fans feel about him, you know, going out? Like, I think Micah Parsons was really vocal on social media about, yeah. you know, his performance. He was not happy about how the game ended out. But, yeah, you know, I, we, I picked the Cowboys to win. Yeah. I thought the Cowboys had all the momentum. I think they were one of the few teams not only could beat the, the, the 49ers, but I thought they could beat the Eagles as well, even though I think they split the series with the Philadelphia Eagles this past season. Yeah, Michael Parsons, his tweet, three of the four quarterbacks remaining are on rookie deals. Yeah. And well, the, the money Dak is going to be making not only this year, but next season as well. Next season's his really last big kind of cap hit for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's over the fifty million mark if they were to cut him outright, which they will not be doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I just you look at it. I think they maybe thought Michael Gallup was going to have a bigger impact this season. He struggled a lot with injuries mm-hmm. for a lot of it. They just never did have that number two guy in C.D. Lamb. 
I think he took that step maybe to be the, uh, a number one wide receiver in this Oh, yeah, league. absolutely. But I think the, one of the main drawbacks for Dak Prescott, what the NFL has shown us in this postseason, Ray, you got to have flawless quarterback play for four quarters. And especially in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs. And if you don't have that, the other team, it likely has it. Look at Joe Burrow. And we'll talk about Josh Allen and kind of where the Bills, uh, how their season ended uh, as well. You have a, a bad first or second quarter. Joe Burrow, he's playing as hot as anybody in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think in my team, the Titans are facing this as well. The gulf in elite quarterback play in this league, it can make up for a lot of mistakes. And we've seen the Bengals in their offensive line. It's mm-hmm. not exactly uh, all pro level. Joe Burrow can make up for a lot of that, and he can make them look better than what they actually are. So I – I, I think the Cowboys, they're stuck with Dak. I don't think that. I know that, at least for the next couple of years. I agree with you on the Aaron Rodgers front. What you'd give up and what you get back, I just don't think is a, a good enough inve- investment if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. But it's uh, next year, I know Cowboys fans are already doing it. They're saying uh, Cowboys for the Super Bowl. I just don't see. That's where every they, year. Yeah, that's I, every year. Every year. I, I just don't see where they go from here. I don't see how they get much better than what they are right now. It's an all-time defense, but. At quarterback position, unless you get, like I said, elite quarterback play for all four quarters every single game, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, when you look at the Cowboys, I think they're one or two pieces away. And I felt like as a team, they were they were a com- almost a complete team this year with Gallup, hoping to take that second step as a number two wide receiver. Tony Pollard just came out of the gate, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, not only like it, you know career-wise, but also in fantasy. I mean, everyone was like, wow, Tony Pollard just really took over the number one spot after they're paying this hefty amount of money to – to Zeke, who might be on his last year. I mean, this probably to say that. I think I think it's like you know, it's it's almost certain that Zeke is pretty much done with the Cowboys. Uh, but you know, it just depends. But you saw Jerry Jones; he just was not happy. He was, he's like he just couldn't figure out what the mess is. And it really comes down to Dak Prescott and see where his growth is going to be because now he is what the age of thirty now, and so he this is pretty much what you're going to get from Dak. I mean, this is you know, there's there's at this point, and he, at this point, it'd be more or less like regression than it would be for like you know, you know, improvement in terms of like his quarterback play. Yeah, in, in that article that got tweeted out from the Cowboys account, one, it's disgraceful. I mean, yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah. but we know Jerry Jones. We know that stuff isn't sent out from that organization without his approval. I'd go as far to say he ordered that yeah. almost hit piece on yeah. his own starting quarterback. Yeah, and he's been doing that for some time. It doesn't matter who it may be. And yeah, it's just like. It just feels like Dak Prescott's kind of falling into that Tony Romo career, you know? That's a great point. You know, so, you know, Tony Romo had a ton of ability, almost the same style of play almost. Uh, I want to say that Tony Romo may have been a little more athletic. It was a smaller build, but both phenomenal arms, uh, was able to take over games at certain times, but also made mistakes at certain moments as well. Did it in the regular season, postseason. Yeah, so you just can't get away with so it. So it just seems like it's like, is it safe to say that Dak might be Tony Romo 2.0? I don't know. Yeah. Possibly. Great, uh, great point there. Looking at Zeke's uh, kind of contract, they're paying him through 2025. Now his cap hit all the way to 2025 is 1.7. Next year it'll be 11.8. So that's if they cut him. That'll be the dead cap number right off the bat. I just think, granted, you'll have that dead cap, but I just thought towards the end they're almost – you knew that Tony Pollard was the guy, but you're still giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. You have to. He's getting paid like a number one running back. Yeah. So I, I – 
for me to get him out of the locker room, I think would just be wonders to that locker room because you need you need your best players out on the field, no matter how much money they're making, no matter uh, what the optics are for whoever gave mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott that contract. Where they go from here, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if Ezekiel Elliott isn't back. Yeah, for, fortunate for the Cowboys, they play in the NFC East. Right. So, I mean, and yes, have, have, has the NFC got better? Yeah. Uh, Brian Dable, I believe he's the NFC Coach of the Year. Um, I think that's what I saw in one of the tweets. I don't know if that's accurate. i got to check to see, but I'm just, just kind of surprised. And it's probably easy to say that Sir, uh, Nick Serena is going to be more or less the Coach of the Year because um, I saw the list of terms of odds of who would come out of that. But all four teams possibly could have gone to the playoffs this year. Yeah. You know, even Washington kind of just fell at the end towards the last three games. And then the Eagles, you know, they just kind of r- continue to ride that momentum through not only the in the regular season, but in the postseason. They look pretty, you know, they look dominant. Well, and, and the way things have gone for the Eagles, I'm sure it doesn't make it any better with how the Cowboys ended their season. Because, I mean, the Eagles were dead in the rights mm-hmm. after the Carson Wentz debacle. They had Nick Foles in mm-hmm. there. Jalen Hurts for the first couple of years, I mean, showed flashes, but never really anything of, of true superstardom like what we have right now. And they've came and passed the Cowboys by in a season. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys have always been there, barring that Dak Prescott injury. It's just something about, I think, for the Cowboys. They see teams just flash by them year in, year out. And I think you have to look at the top. And Jerry Jones, and I know that nothing's going to change on that front, but it's something to be said that the Eagles kind of got it, got out of their own way these past couple of seasons, drafted well, got guys through trade, A.J. Brown and free agency, and they're they're the team to beat right now, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills because that's another team I thought underachieved gracefully, and the fans aren't exactly too happy with their quarterback either. Ray, what the hell was Josh Allen doing these past couple of games? Because, I mean, he was turning the ball over at a rate that we just hadn't seen him do much at all in his time in Buffalo and turned the ball over a couple times against Cincinnati. And once that happened, Joe Burrow and company just never did really relinquish that lead back up. I remember at one point in the kind of second half late stages, Bill score a touchdown. And what did the Bengals do? They marched down the field, answer it right back, and the Bills are at square one. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, that relationship isn't too hot right now, Ray. Where, what, what do you have to say on the Bills at the moment? There was a tweet that came out by Barstool that kind of threw me off. And this is one of the questions that, and I'll answer your question here in a second, yep. about is the, is the Bills dynasty over? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, when did it ever start? <laughs> when did the Bills dynasty ever start? Are they a solid, formidable team? Absolutely. But you know what the one Achilles heel the, the Bills had this year and most teams exposed was their run defense. You're talking about a Bengals team that came out missing, I believe, three offensive line starters. And we talked about how Joe Burrow was able to kind of like mask those, you know, weaknesses, what have you, but just a star play. I just, I don't know what, what, what Josh Allen, I just felt like who has been talks of MVP candidates for the last three seasons. Like, he's, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. Then last year, I thought it was going to be the year. And this year, oh, he's going to take a step further. He's, you know, Buffalo Bills are going to dethrone the Chiefs and whoever comes out. They got a lot better this offseason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, in terms of what they've been at additionally, like, you know, this was the year for to Josh Allen to take that second, yep. like that second step, that next step for them to be, you know, possibly in the Super Bowl. And they just defensively. 
especially the run defense kind of let him down. Joe Mixon just had himself a game against them. You know, we all talked about like what they can do at the wide receiver position. I mean, they've got talent across the board. But then you see Stephon Diggs just frustrated. And then you got Eli Apple, who is just basically coming at him on Twitter about Cancun, something, whatever. And I'm just like, wow, like you really just Cancun just like, on three, on three, right? And it's just like, and Eli Apple was getting destroyed last year, you know, not only on the field but also off the field on social media because of his level of play. Thought that he was, he was probably the weakest link on that team. Yeah. And so, I just don't know what else they need to do. I mean, offensively they've got all the pieces, but. Chances are that they need, just like the Cowboys, they need another piece, another wide receiver. Gabe Davis really took his next step to kind of formulate that W. But they need a run game. They need a run game because I feel like right there it's just kind of like it's Josh Allen and then a plethora of running right. backs. You know, like it's like Moss or Singletary. You know, like it's just like there's no consistency there. They need someone to kind of take over the game and kind of like help Josh Allen out, uh, Josh Allen out control the clock, and then go, and then win the game. And – I'm surprised the Buffalo Bills made it to the second round because they almost lost this Dolphins team that came in with like they I mean they should I mean they came in there with just like you know we're coming in with you know free money where no one's expecting us to do anything and many believe that we're coming in with our backup quarterback Tua's not playing he's still in the, he's actually still in the co- concussion protocol yeah, right. which is wild but you know they almost lost that game and so it's just interesting what happens with Buffalo I think there're going to be some major changes there offensively um you know, I think that Ken Dorsey's now being looked at as an offensive coordinator, maybe as a head coach, you know, with his offensive coordinating play abilities that he did this offseason. So maybe that might have been a distraction, you know, because, you know, when these coaches, when they interview, when they have a, you know, during between, you know, all, you know, buys or what have you, they probably want to look for the next opportunity. And Ken Dorsey's kind of like with, you know, Kellen Moore. He's one of those hot commodities. Now, will he come back to Buffalo? Who knows? Maybe he will, you know. But I just, I just find it surprising to see what happens with Buffalo now because I know that what they did – Last week, Buffalo fans, it's still not sitting well with them. It is not, and I, I, you said it earlier, I think it starts with the run game because when they're not clicking and firing on all cylinders through the passing game, they're in trouble uh, because, and we've seen it, when Josh Allen has to force things, and at some points in the game he can do that and it looks really successful. In other parts, turns the ball over at a high rate. They've never really had a true running game, and I'm kind of scrolling through some of these free agent running backs there's some names in there that maybe they should go after do they go out and draft one this offseason I'm not so sure but whatever they do they got to get Stefan Diggs in line Ray I I get he is frustrated not getting the ball at the rate that he would have liked in that game Mm -hmm. but him going up and screaming at Josh Allen I mean Josh Allen knows he messed up Josh Allen knows he needs to get the ball to his best player I, I just I, I thought it was a little petty. I thought it was it's very on brand though for Stefan Dix. He's a very unemotional player, mm-hmm. so that's not something we aren't very surprised in seeing necessarily. I, I just think that's a team that needs it, it needs a running back and it needs a lot of toughness, uh, quite frankly, on the team, right? Because that's a that's a Buffalo Bills type weather game. It's snowing all over the place. You got a road team coming in there with a pretty boy quarterback. They couldn't do anything about it. Joe Burrow came there, slapped him outside the head, and got out of there, out of there with a victory. So I, I I was surprised on that front just the way how easy it was for Cincinnati. They came in, took care of business, and now they're going to uh, to Burrowhead the, this weekend and uh, look to take on the Chiefs. Absolutely, because if they had, let's say if the, the Bills did win, it would be in Atlanta, but since the Chiefs won, they went back to Kansas City. 
And so that's going to be a nice little match, and we're going to talk about that Bengals-Chiefs matchup here later in the show. Yeah, we'll do. But, you know, I, I just – with the Bills, I, I think that, you know, they made a lot of additions, especially on the offensive line. They took one of their very own, Rodgers Saffold. They brought him up there, who's who's great at the run D, a, gro- a great run offense-type uh, player, hoping to shore up that, you know, the run game. And, you know, the Bills have shown flashes of their own game. The only problem is that there's no consistency right. in terms of, like, how they wanted to – to attack teams and stay stick with the run game. If they did, it was more or less like Josh Allen just kind of running out, making plays, what have you, because, I mean, we've seen highlight after highlight through the entire season, him leaping over people, <laughs> taking on, like, three op- opposing defensive players, and, you know, a couple of games from Zach Moss and stuff, but now you see what they are able to do here. I'm, I, they've, they've got their work cut out. They sure do. Well, let's go and send it to a break, a short show today. The Vandy women will be kicking us off air at uh, 11.45 for the pregame. So shorter show today. We'll get everything in. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, Jeff in the Borough. I'm sure we'll talk some uh, college basketball coming up next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com slash joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now and treat the best in your life with the the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
It's the Bill King Show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Talking some NFL, talk a little college basketball, I'm sure, coming up. Jeff in the borough is on hold with us. Jeff, how we doing? Pretty good. Yeah, it, it'll be very little with you, Dave. It'll be about 30 seconds, I would have to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, no. That uh, one hurt. No. That one hurt. Well, 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 I'm sorry. Well, I'm in NFL with it. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's only three more football games. Did it hurt as bad as Kentucky it. losing yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they couldn't, couldn't get stopped. So, you know, they got it down to two a couple times and just couldn't get any stops. They couldn't. You know, they made a lot of made big shots. You got TP Cat, you know, TP Cat. When somebody does that to you, you know, they they went to Lawrence last year and destroyed Kansas. So being about twenty, so you know, I mean, yeah, Kansas got the looks they yeah. wanted. Kentucky did not, and they came in losing yeah. three straight. Well, I know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, they sure did. Yep, yeah. they, they the two best players won that game for them last played, night. They, they played great. And they made the shots when they needed to make them. I mean, I guess they can tell you just they got down. They got down at halftime. They missed seven free throws in the first half. You can't miss free throws and expect to win. They made them all in the second half, but you can't you can't miss you can't miss free throws. You can't you can't you can't miss them. And, and you can't you know when they got down down to two a couple of times. Every time they got close, Kansas made a big shot. So you give it up to them and, and you move on. What, what about the Vandy last night? They, they can't even beat Texas A and M. Yeah, tough loss for the Doors last yep. night. They, yeah, they they're yeah. fighting hard though. Uh, they basically got one center on the roster at this point. I can't help that to recruit some people. I can't help that. Help. We can't help our injured. You get them on the floor. I, you know, I can't help that mess. I, you know, like I said, that, you, know, you, you, you wasn't going to beat Kentucky with Liam Robbins anyway. So what's the deal? You wasn't going to beat with him. You, what, you think you're going to beat Kentucky last week? You think you'd beat Kentucky Tuesday night when y'all played? You I mean, Liam Robbins, I mean, he's basically Larry Bird, Jeff. I mean, yeah, how would you do that? A great really, job. Okay. Well, that, that, that's another reason why you won't beat That's another reason. He's Larry Bird. You're dang slow. Another reason why you won't beat us. <laughs> another reason she weighs slam all over his butt. So. Another reason he'll be in the NBA while Liam Robbins is, is bagging groceries. Whatever he's doing, I regret to wait. So I'd like to say that even so. Well, we saw Rupp yeah. Arena. They were pretty packed last night. Yeah, one thing we know about Vandy. How many games? What was it? Last one, last last Rupp Arena was louder than I've ever heard of him. It's been a while. It's, it's been like that. They, you know, they really they, they came they came full bear. But but uh, and also how about them Crimson Tide day? What happened to them? Fifty eight percent cheating. Big big Oklahoma. They couldn't miss first half, could they? Sixty eight percent. So. But, uh, you know, all that That's thing. college basketball, my friend. Sometimes, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, is it? Yeah, oh, okay. You know how it is. It goes. I mean, it'd be, and, and, and look at look at unranked team on the road, unranked, unranked Oklahoma, terrible. The bottom of the Big Twelve be, beats the top of the SEC. Big Twelve seven, SEC three. It, it's the last Big Twelve SEC challenge. The Big Twelve's the best. They got the last two national champions, Baylor and Kansas. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Oh, I know. Uh, no, right there. It's all. Coach, you know, SEC's not the best, and SEC basketball second fiddle. It always will be. You guys know it. Everybody knows oh, yeah. it. It always will be. And Monday night starts the, the history of Southern hoops on on SEC network. Maybe y'all watch it. It's, I think it's a six or seven part three, or whatever it is. So maybe, maybe y'all 
watch it. But you all know it. You you know it's, it's number two and number two second fiddle, and it always will be. So Kentucky's number one, the king of it, and you guys know it. So even though we're down right now, it don't make any difference. But we're still going to be. We're still the best of all time. You all know it. The top two, top two Blue Bloods played last night. The top two teams, top two winningest programs in Division One basketball played last night. So I mean, you know that that's just the way it is. And I mean. They, you know, You didn't mention TSU. They lost yesterday. What's that now? What about TSU? They lost yesterday. Well, that, that's, that's Greg Pogue's department. He's going to write history. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm wondering, well, you were covering this Mid-State region, so. He's going to write history to OBC. What I'm wondering is, is how much history can Lyndon Wood, Southern Indiana, and Arkansas Little Rock have. So I want to ask you, I wanna ask, you before you go, Jeff, I want to ask you one question. You talked many times about Coach Calipari, about how he's been able to, how successful he's been. Who do you think is the better coach, Bill Self or him? They're both great. They're both Hall of Fame. That's not, I know they are, but which one would you take? I'd take Calipari. I'd take either one of them, but Calipari's – I mean, Calipari's – he's put, he's put more guys in the NBA than Brazil. Oh, so now it's about putting guys in the NBA. Okay. All right. Well, you, I know. You, I must say he's not a bit – but both Bill of them Self won is championships. A no, no, the reason why I say well, that they, because – Bill Self's only won two in 20 years. So, would that make him better than Calipari because Calipari's won one? Is that, is that what you think? No, I think that Calipari's – He's won one? I mean, come on, that's what's a bull. Well, they're both all of they're both great coaches. They're both Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. They're they're both they're both they both they both coaching great arenas, Fog Fog Allen and, and Rupp Arena. So I mean, they both coaching great places. I mean, like 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 Jay Biller said last night, Kansas Kansas is St. Andrews of college basketball. That's where basketball began with James Naismith. Fog Allen went to school there. Adolph Rupp went to school with Kansas. The three three of the great being being in basketball history went to school with Kansas. Or, or Tallahassee, Kansas, whatever it may be. So, I mean, you, know, you, you, you wouldn't have Kentucky basketball if you didn't have Adolph Rupp. You wouldn't have it what you had today. That's just the way it is. That's the fact of the matter. But, but y'all get back to Conference Championship Sunday because I know it's big. God, it's huge, isn't it? God, I thought I you were going to talk about the Purdue-Tennessee game. You want to talk about Purdue-Tennessee? You want to talk Purdue-Tennessee? You want to talk about Purdue-Tennessee? How It was like a March Madness feeling in there? Purdue and Tennessee, Texas and Tennessee. No, Purdue and Tennessee. Texas. I, Texas, no, no, Texas played as well. Tennessee beat Texas. I know about Texas being Tennessee losing, uh, beating Texas, but I'm talking about Purdue and Tennessee as well. Purdue and Tennessee, what sports that? Baseball, what's that? Purdue and Tennessee, uh, yeah, I don't know saying, what they, what they, what they play. <laughs> no, I'm talking hey, about Tennessee. I'm just joking y'all. with you guys. Purdue, I'm talking about Tennessee. Purdue, and I'm talking Purdue, about Purdue's Tennessee. Purdue's number one, and Tennessee will be about 15 when the polls come out. Come out or maybe two or two. Maybe Alabama will be 15, and Tennessee will be two. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get a national championship someday, and they'll take that NIT better down there, NIT appearances, NIT final fours. I know it's important to Tennessee fans going to Madison Square Garden. That's so important. But oh, hang, in there, guys. Go, <laughs> hang in there, guys. Go, go balls, and, and I guess go doors. And hang in there. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very yeah. much. No, well, I was talking about, I was relating to it years ago from Purdue yes. and Tennessee, but like the, the Texas Tennessee felt like a you know March Madness, yeah. even though, even with them winning. Yeah. Um, of course, Oliver, the final Oliver Nakuma had like I believe it was twenty, 
27 points? I yeah, had, had a great night. Yeah, and I mean, ten, I mean, Texas, number 10. Great win for Tennessee. We'll talk about March Madness going on. I mean, I mean, you know, Jeff will Conference, be happy. I mean, there's two. I, mean, I, I love the fact that Jeff's like our program director when he's like, yo, dude, stop. Yeah, <laughs> two, two, two to three more weeks of NFL, then we'll talk plenty of college Absolutely. basketball for you. Let's go and send it to a break once again. Only 13 minutes left this in, in this here show. When we come back, we'll preview conference championship games and a whole lot more coming up breathing comes naturally we take our first breath when we are born from then on we breathe in and breathe out inhale exhale we do it 22,000 times a day it gives our body the oxygen it needs to stay alert think clearly and stay active not everyone breathes so easily 40 million people in the u.s suffer from sleep apnea and airway issues it leaves them exhausted, foggy-brained, and just plain miserable. Dr. Kristen Lewis wants to help you feel better by breathing better. She's Nashville's leading dentist for the treatment of sleep apnea and airway issues. Her airway patients experience more energy, improved mental focus, and a much better night's sleep. Visit BiteDDS.com to save $350 off your airway appointment and learn how Dr. Lewis can help you breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. It's time to breathe easier at BiteDDS.com. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing your premium is based on your actual payroll not an estimate so your workers comp audit experience is simplified take three minutes to see how much you could save with pie insurance ask your agent for pie or get a quote at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com Attention, if you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With Civic Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown 
and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Smile. Do your photo ops turn into smile cover-ups? Do you dream of erasing your dental imperfections? Recharge your well-being with Whole Health Cosmetic Dentistry, exclusively at Bite Dentistry. Dr. Kristen Lewis is a Nashville native and a dentist's daughter. Her highly trained eye for creating balanced smiles is backed by next-level technology and years of experience. Look around town. You'll see beautiful results that have everyone talking. Feel less self-conscious and more self-confident with cosmetic rejuvenation. From dazzling veneers and teeth straightening to full mouth makeovers, enhancing your oral and overall health never looked so good. Where's the inspiration for your transformation? What's stopping you from starting over? Everyone can afford to feel good about themselves at Bite Dentistry, where you'll breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. Make an investment in yourself you can't afford to lose by improving your smile. Call Bite Dentistry today at 615-398-8353 for details and save $500 off any cosmetic treatment. That's 615-398-8353. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The word that was used the most, guys, was collaboration. Carthon said it, Vrabel said it, Amy said it, and so... You think they had, like, little cheat cards? I think so, right yeah. In front of them? Look, I'm not here to shake things up. I'm here to learn how the system works, add what I can add. I want to help Mike. I want to build a team so that Mike can coach it so that we can win. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. Welcome back to Run With It on National Sports Radio. We've got a few callers uh, to end the show today, so let's go ahead and get right into it. First, we'll go to Bob in Bellevue. Bob, how are we doing? What's up, man? Hey, fellas, uh, doing great. Uh, this is kind of a negative call, but I just wanted to get it out there so people will really know what's going on. Watching ESPN yesterday, and the Tennessee game was on ESPN, so they're going to pump up the teams that are going to be you know, on their station, I understand that. Sure. Mm-hmm. They had this uh, little segment where they said teams you wouldn't want to run into later in the tournament. Yep. And they said ten- they said Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They played 114 years, and they've never made the Final Four. <laughs> Back in the 80s, the tournament was 48 teams. Mid-80s, they increased it to 64. If you go back 50 years ago, they only invited 16 teams. All you had to do is win two games to make the Final Four. They couldn't even do that back in the, back in that era, mm-hmm. and now you got to win four in a row. They they've never done it. So when we all, every year it's like Tennessee is going to do well in the tournament. It never happens. And I just 114 years, man. Can you believe that? Yeah, 114 his, yeah. years. And Rick Barnes and uh, himself doesn't at, have great resume. Yeah, you look at Florida, a football school. 
15 years ago, they won back-to-back championships. Yeah, but that team, those two, that, look, those teams at, were pretty dominant <laughs> with Joakim Noah you, and those. You look at, yeah, they're a football school though. Yeah, you look at Butler. Butler made back-to-back championship games. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, 114 years of basketball, no Final Fours. Mm-hmm. So why would we ever consider them a pick to make the Final Four or win the championship? Why would we do that? Don't have an answer for you because I'm with you. Uh, Rick Barnes hasn't shown he can win four games in a row to make it to a Final Four. Couldn't do it with Kevin Durant. So I, I'm with you. Uh, I, th- I think with ball fans, as much like the Cowboy fans, this is our year, right? <laughs> this is our well, year. Now, but, now, but, but now, wait a minute. The Cowboys have won five Super Bowls and played in many others. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee basketball is not a has-been. They're a never-was. They're a never-was. They've never done anything in men's basketball except send good players to the NBA. Thank you, Bob. Let's go ahead and run to Tony in Nolensville really quick. Tony, how we doing? What's up, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. First time to call the show. It's about time. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) What you got, my man? I happened to flip flip onto the YouTube this morning. I said, I'm going to catch these two guys and see what they're up all about. These knuckleheads. Pretty good show, gentlemen. I want y'all to know that. I want you to know that. Appreciate that, my man. What you got, Tony? Uh, Ray. Yes, sir. I want to make sure before I've talked to everybody else, you did get a little Christmas gift. Didn't I you? did, and I'm glad that you called because I wanted to thank you and say okay. thank you so much for that. Yes, I. Well, you're more than welcome. I appreciate it, young. You kind know, I, I love all them guys, but I have to make sure. I still have to do my due diligence and make sure you got yours. Oh, I did, sir. <laughs> thank you so much for the gift. I was very much appreciative. Oh, you're more than welcome. And it was a pleasure seeing you at George's bowling event. Yeah, I yeah, really enjoyed fun. that. That was a fun night. Mm-hmm. Fun night by all of us. But, uh, guys, I'm going to just be real quick about this. Is today, today's games are the first time, I think, in a long time that there's not a prohibited favorite in either championship game. Mm-hmm. I know y'all are some young guys, but I know y'all been watching ball for a good 15 oh, yeah. years or better yourself. Right. So do y'all agree with that assessment? Yeah, because you have two teams coming on winning streaks. I believe that the 49ers coming in with a 12-game winning streak and the Bengals coming in with a 10-game winning streak. So it'll be interesting to see which one of those will be able to continue. I, I feel like one has a real strong possibility, and I don't think it's going to be the Bengals. And I think all four can win the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. In any yeah. in any of the matchups. Yep. yep. I agree with you. Tom. I think and uh, that, you know, with the and the I, if I'm not y'all know this way better than I do. I'm not a betting man. I'm a gambling man, but not a betting <laughs> man. Uh the sp- the spread in the spread real low on both games. I know uh, two and a half. Well, the Chiefs and Bengals, it's gone about four different ways. Mm-hmm. I think right now uh, Chiefs are about a one-point favorite. And then, yeah, for Eagles 49ers, it's two and a half. Uh, Eagles aren't getting a, What a, is making that happen like that going up and down? Is it the injury to Mahomes? Oh, it's it's totally yeah. the Mahomes injury. Well, I mean, not only with Mahomes injuries, because if you look at what this team was able to do, they were full strength last year with Tariq Hill, and they could not beat Joe Burrow. I mean, they're 0-3. I think it's going to be hard to be you know, four times in a row, but you know anything's possible because the way that Joe Burrow's been playing, the last ten games, he's been lights out. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, it's it's not. It's probably if he beats him today, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, call Thank anytime. Yeah, man. One last thing. One last thing, real yes, sir. quick. Did uh, who won the game yesterday? I watched it. I recorded it, but I have not uh, seen the conclusion of it. 
is the uh, NFL Players Association game. Did oh. Fisher beat George or George beat the, the coach? You know, I, I didn't get a chance to look at that game, Tony. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I have no idea, too. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Hey, thanks. Great show, man. Thanks. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Well, Ray, it is a pleasure doing the show with I you. I just got here. I know. Man. Just got here, and we're already getting kicked off the air. Vandy women coming up at 11.45 for the pregame. Everybody, have fun. Watch the games. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Are you looking for a trusted partner? Commodore Women's Basketball is on the air. Welcome to the Mercedes-Benz of Music City pregame show. Mercedes-Benz of Music City, the home of Nashville's luxury retail experience. Our coverage of Vanderbilt basketball is also brought to you by Regions Bank. Get your Vanderbilt University Regions debit card. Visit regions.com slash anchor down to order yours today. Now, here's the voice of Commodore women's basketball, Jake Lyman. After a week away, Vanderbilt is back in action on this Sunday afternoon from Nashville. The Commodores have yet to claim their first SEC win this year, despite some tight battles over the last month. But today, Vandy gets a shot at their first conference victory once again, taking on Texas A&M from inside Memorial.